you tell our good listeners, what's the idea behind Record Store Day? Well, Record Store Day started in 2008, and I I think the, the music biz was in a far more perilous way in 2008 than what I think it is in, in 2014. I think people were convinced that, and lots of those kind of chain stores closed down yes. tower and here the CD and DVD store were were kind of on on the way out yeah but but all that strangely what what has happened in terms of the way the industry as a whole works has been curiously good for a place like Slowboat where yeah. we are small we are niche we are independent we are a one off you're it's, untrendy. It's we're so <laughs> so resolutely, and I just sort of feel that by kind of carrying on doing what what we have done, what 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 Dennis started doing. Dennis opened the shop in 1985, and right. I, I, other than the fact that we now have CDs, where back then it would have all just been glorious vinyl. Um, things are probably not substantially different. Just, there's just a lot more stuff. Yeah, no, you were saying. More and more stuff. <laughs> Even though you went to the dump. So in a, in, a, in a music world that has gone digitally mad, why, why has the humble record prevailed, Jeremy, from in your point of view? Well, I mean, I always bought records. I never bought into the the CD thing. I never got rid of all my records and started buying CDs, apart from one fellow two-year period when I lived in the UK and I didn't have a record player and if I wanted to actually listen to things, I had to buy them on CD. Sometimes I bought them on CD and LP, which is the last refuge of the truly desperate. (laughs) But I think people still hold the vinyl record for better or for worse, either LP size or the 7-inch 45. It is still the icon of recorded music. I, people are never going to feel the way they do about about records, about about a CD or certainly an MP3. Yeah. And I, I think going to a house that has a, a sizable record collection and it has a similar effect to going to a house that has a sizable book collection. Right, yeah, yeah. And it, I, they are lovely things. They are lovely to hold. People will debate until they're blue in the face about the warmer analogue sound. I don't really fancy that my hearing's good enough these days to be able to tell the difference too much. I I used to say I thought CDs were really good for people who like to listen to the silence between the tracks. (laughs) But I I listen to CDs in the car, but they are convenient. But records, if if I really want to feel like I own something, I have to have the vinyl. Have the vinyl, yeah. It's special to me. And I, I think it ties in very well with what a shop like Slow Boat does that it is a niche thing it's a specialist yeah. thing it's a it's a nice luxury commodity that is that it's relatively affordable and that's the nice thing and, and the physicality and, and it, I read you have a lot of female clients that's not because of the staff I take it oh it probably is <laughs> sorry we can be very charming <laughs> I, I I think there used to be a situation where it felt like we could go weeks and most of 90 plus percent of who came in through the door were sort of desperate dudes in anoraks yeah. <laughs> uh, train spotting over dire straits picture discs um, and then I think with the rise of that mp3 culture there's something about and I'm massively um, sexistly generalising here there's something about guys that just makes them I just have to have everything right. that Led Zeppelin have ever done and and 
and now they are able to feed this this need by just filling up hard drives with MP3s that they never ever listen to. Whereas one thing that I I always think, and again I'm generalising, I think women generally are better at buying things that they that they like and that right. they actually want and they will will actually use and enjoy and. I think there is a whole new power player in the record buying game and they are females aged between I don't know 15 and 45 Great. Or, or whatever and they have money to spend and they buy things that they like and and I I think maybe also women are better at valuing service you know at, yeah. at, at, at valuing what what a physical store provides as opposed to the the quick fix satisfaction that buying things online gives you. Right, no, that's good. The experience, Jeremy, and I think that's one thing that Slowboat has given me over the years. Too many experiences. Even when you're not there. Oh, I really? Always Especially have. when I'm not there. <laughs> no, you, prob- um, <laughs> you probably get Chris the Hipster. <laughs> no, I don't get Chris the Hipster, actually. So now, so Slowboat has been celebrating... And it's World Record Store Day. That was something I it found is. out today. It is. It's all over the world. We, yeah. we, we've done it since the first year. I, I heard about it in 2008, and I thought this is something that's worth getting yeah, getting on board with. And uh, you know, everybody likes celebrating themselves to some degree. And, and this is about exactly what we are. I think that they had problems with some of the chain-type stores wanting to get on board. But it is demonstrably an independent record independence. store day. Now I've got my placards out but I'll just put them down because I do want to celebrate the independence and people out there just remember who you're buying off the little guys. We like them. They're unusual like Jeremy here. Well, I'm, um, I'm not that little but, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. I, I think I like to with with the money with the, the few coins that I managed to salvage from my toils <laughs> I, I always like to feel that I, I am able to buy from people and I know where that money is right. is going. It's it's nice to have so I have, you know, a good relationship with with the the local fruit shop and with my local cheesemonger and You do and we need to get into that Cuba Street discussion. But we're gonna stay on record store day. So yeah, sure. you've been celebrating Record Store Day. You've had some you've got really nice acoustics in there. I missed David Kilgore last year. You did. So this year is very exciting. This year's gonna be Who tremendous. Are we got? This year it's a it's a Triple triple whammy triple. of of three artists from three three different generations of New Zealand music, if if you will. A young guy by the name of Louis Baker, who has just released a self titled EP, which I have enjoyed very much. He's got a terrific voice, beautiful voice, golden tonsils. That boy, Gold. he'll, he'll go far. <laughs> uh, so he's going to open things up for us, and what, then what time, Jeremy? Uh, uh, after Roughly. after two o'clock, we're just we're going to play it by ear okay. a little bit, and uh, of course. Uh, we're anticipating that the store will get reasonably full. So, I, I and when we're full and That's it's it. not going to be safe anymore, then we'll stop letting people in. But so, Louis Baker and then the lovely Miss Julia Deans joins us. Heart swelling. Yes, there, there it is. Laurie, she will my, be my favourite New Zealand girl. You adore her. Yeah, I do. Is she particularly fashion? She's particularly fashion, but she's, I, she's but pretty I am stylish. A bit of she a ro- is a rock girl at rock heart, girl. and so yeah, she. You liked it when she heaved, heaved the hair yeah. around a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> know oh, she rocks, man. Yeah. She, but I, I don't know how rocking she will be in this setting. She might That's be. Okay. She might be quite g- genteel. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the crowding, crowning glory. We are very, very thrilled, and we're. 
absolutely chuffed to have him with us. He's a New Zealand music legend, Mr. Dave Dobbin. And people say, how, how does that happen? And I, again, I, I just asked him. And we, Do you know Dave? I, 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 I have met Dave before yeah. we, we went out and had, um, had noodle soup one day with, <laughs> with our, our mutual friend um, David Long from the Mutton Birds who was working on an album with Dave at that stage. And we, wow. went and had, we went and had some noodles down in the left bank and then went and had a cup of tea. And so I just got in touch with his manager Lorraine and she said it's looking pretty good, he's pretty keen and just got a bit later and just was dependent on what his recording schedule was and he's working on another album and just how the writing was going and things and then a couple of weeks ago I said how are we looking she said sure fire ahead that's so, fantastic so I just I, I I think he's 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 one of the greats I think that he's been all things to all people he's been a pop star he's been a bit of a pariah uh, he's been the beloved songwriter. He's and been our anthem at one, yeah. practically, hasn't and he? And he's just written so many absolutely tremendous songs. You, yeah. you have a flick through that that greatest hit set. Not, not that many people have written that many great songs. And the, even you know, Over little, that period of time yeah, as well. Yeah. Like people's quality usually tails off, and I really don't think that his has. If anything, I think he's gotten better at writing songs. He writes songs that are... At once, worldly and wise, they they feel like wise counsel from yeah. somebody who's been there, done that. That's right. And go, Dave Dobbin, for supporting Record Store Day. Yeah, what a what a dude! The Phoenix Foundation have christened him the dude. The dude. Yeah, he's the dude. Yeah, fair enough. We love you, Dave, and looking forward to seeing you for those that get up the front. So, talking about longevity. Slowboat's been around for as long as Dave Dobbin? Well, nearly as long as Dave Dobbin. I think Dobbin's recording career probably kicked off, I don't know when the... I I sort of think in my head the very early dude stuff's probably mm, very late 70s, early 80s. Slowboat was opened by Dennis O'Brien, who still owns the shop these days, uh, in 1985. And can I just take a, a big thumbs up to Dennis because just being in business, let alone a record store on Cuba Street I know. for that amount of time is, is a real tribute. So it's, good on you, it's Dennis. It's mental. It's mental. Yep. It's craziness. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, just again, that thing of just sticking sticking at our knitting and doing what we do. And I've been there a long time. Steve's been there even longer. And you just slip into the things, so you try and do the things that you're good at and you don't mess around with the things that you don't understand. Yeah. There's, there is so much music in the world that people think, oh, oh you know, they think they know everything. And I, I think there are things that about which I do feel like I know almost everything and there are huge other tracts of things about which I know absolutely nothing. But I, I like to think in terms of two types of music, good music and bad yeah. music, and... Some of the music that I like is, I know, actually bad music. And there is some good music out there that I just don't like. But uh, and, and I think one of our broadest functions is taking this huge amount of information right. and entertainment that exists in the world and, and reducing it down. And it's great when you get to know people and you can recommend something to mm. somebody and they really love it. You know, that's such a buzz. I just... And you do that really well. I've got a few beauties oh, from you, and I'm being kind because we're on the radio. But you really you've are. never given me a dud. I've yet. never sold you a turkey. <laughs> 
this no. one friend of mine who's, who's, who's still smarting, but my, my saying this is the Elton John record that you need to own, and he would dispute that. He would say, I, I don't need to own any Elton John records. No, well, I, I, might, I might be with him on that. So oh. just the essence, the essence of Slowboat. Like, like, could you boil it down? Like, I've, I've just heard you've called it the mum and dad type of storm. Yeah. What, what, and, I, and shabby chic, but that's not what gives it its I quality. I think the phrase that Dennis used to engage uh, was, was uh, employ was uh, music with a slow boat, music with a passion. Yes. And I think that's quite good. And then we had a, a an ad campaign recently that ran along the lines of uh, New Zealand's least trendy record store <laughs> since 1985. And I, I loved it. I mean, it sounds like false modesty, but I, and to a certain extent, I think the, the fact that we managed to not just be a record shop, a shop that sold dance music or not just that sold, you know, w- one thing or another, we just we just concentrated on the things that we were good at and the things that we knew and we're still doing it. You're still trucking. Yeah. So at the 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 diverse amount or types of music you've got. <laughs> stop cringing. That must to say something about your clients. Like, can you tell me about the types of people that come into Slowboat? I think uh, all of the people who come into Slowboat are completely sane, um, marvellously well-dressed, very well-adjusted. Um, You're talking opposites. Well, no, it is as diverse as the range of people who, you know, there's a, there a prominent New Zealand uh, uh, conductor who will come in with his, his wife and will wade through bins and bins of $2 classical records and will let out peals of delight <laughs> when, they, when they find things that are, that are things that, that, that please them. Um, we get a steady stream of uh, pretty pretty A-list celebs coming through town. I, Come on, give, give us I, some famous I broadly ones. think that there are two types of there are two types of musicians. There are the types of musicians who still go to places like Slow Boat, yes. and those who do not. And in some situations, I think maybe you know if you're David Bowie, it's probably reasonably difficult. Although <laughs> Robert Plant walked in off the street one day, and and Catherine, who 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 I work with, came out the back, and she's like. <gasps> yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah. Robert Plant's in the shop. He's so famous. <laughs> and I just fair enough. And I went out and talked to him. And he was he was a really, really nice chap. And he had a very specific interest in freak beat kind of 60s psych stuff. And to, to tell you the truth, it actually wasn't too overwhelming for me. Like Led Zeppelin were never that big of a deal to me. And I was actually able to say to him, I've really enjoyed your last couple of records without just wanting to bang on endlessly about Led Zeppelin like right. a lot of people probably do. You didn't come from Wanyuyo Mata then, did you? I so totally didn't. <laughs> but you did. Yeah. We grew up on Led Zeppelin. Literally, that was all you had. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And so... How long have you worked at Slowboat for, Jeremy? I've been at Slowboat since 2001. Right. So there's quite a long there time. There was no time. I can't remember you not being really? there. No. Oh, there was a time. Now, tell me, what is the record or CD, and don't tell me it's Elton John or artist, that you've personally sold the most of? Mean question. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, uh, in, in all honesty, uh Something that I feel has 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 run in in almost in parallel to certainly my time at Slowboat. Uh, I remember 
Steve Hinderwell at the shop coming in and saying, oh, I saw that, I saw this band last night at Bodega. They were bloody great. They were called the Phoenix Foundation. <laughs> and, and he came in and then, uh, and I, I sort of connected that this Phoenix Foundation band was like these two, these two sort of, it's quite serious, hairy young men <laughs> called Sam Scott and Luke Buddha, and they sort of came in and listened to things, listened to things, and they sort of bought Blur records and Supergrass records, yeah. and, and 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 the Buddha man bought you know Van, Vangelis records and and <laughs> you know soundtracks to sci-fi movies and those sort of things, but and. We, we have literally, and when, and so it was sort of amazing watching them kind of develop as a band, sort of going from being just some guys in a band yeah. that they kind of formed in high school to being, you know, what, what they are now is, I, I sort of think of them as being our, probably our most significant, you know, critically uh, worthy of deeper critical analysis band since somebody like split ends i think in terms of their output and how They're how cool interesting. Yeah, yeah well i, I mean cool. that's that's how highly i yeah. regard them you know both as musicians and and as songwriters they played an in-store at the shop when the first album horsepower came out and then they played another one when the crisk merry christmas EP came out, which I can't even remember what year that was, maybe 2009. Yeah. And then when the last album, Fandango, Basically, came yeah. out, they played in the store again. So they they are our our most seasoned in-store performers. And you sell a few of their records. Uh, we've we've sold literally scores and scores of all of Good their albums. Good bloody work. And, 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 and we even <laughs> chipped in um, when, when they wanted to do vinyl of Buffalo. Yeah. And... Uh, Love that track. So we, we we split we so that the the vinyl version of Buffalo is on the Slowboat Records label. So we and we, we we paid for half the pressing and kept half the records and they paid for the other half and and I've got two of them left. That, for sale, and that's all. Well, maybe they just need to go in the archive. Okay, good yeah. idea. What a, what a great um, thing to have. It's yeah, a memoir. That's really cool. Absolutely. So, um, what is the best day you've ever had at Slowboat? The Records? best day that I remember at Slowboat. Um, I I actually sort of manufactured this one because I if push came to shove, if you ask me who my favourite band of all time was, it is the Smiths. I know. Right. <laughs> and I knew that Johnny Marr was coming to town to play a gig with a band called The Cribs that he was playing with. And so I emailed Liam Finn, who I knew knew Johnny because he'd been out and done the Seven Worlds Collide show with Neil. And I said to Liam, yeah, God, I feel really awkward about asking this, but do you think it would mean a great deal to me to just get to meet Johnny Marr, probably the most significant musician yes. influence on me. And he said, oh, you know, sure, I'll run it by him. I'm sure if he's got time, he'd love to love to swing by. He's a really nice guy, and he loves record stores. So, And and he came in. He came into the store, and I'm like, wow. oh, my God. And <laughs> Did we, you have a heart for oh, No, he, he was just like, he was so, such a good guy, and it was so easy, and he was just, it was like meeting a really, you know, if, if he was around here, we'd be, we'd be, We'd be tight, man. We'd yep. be tight buddies, and we just nice. talked a lot about music. and And I actually got to say to 
you know, the person who was is responsible for this terrible mess I've wound up in, um, <laughs> being obsessed with music and everything, just to say, you know, I heard that first Smith's record in Timaru in 1984, and it actually changed my life. Wow. And he, he said, well, it's a pretty amazing thing to be told. And I imagine he gets told that all the time. And then the other bizarre thing that happened while he was there, and we were all sort of fawning <laughs> over and getting things signed and having photographs taken, he was very compliant. Ma'anonu walked oh, into no. the shop at the same time. <laughs> And Steve, Steve said to said to Johnny, "Hey, Johnny, do you want your photo taken with an All Black?" And and Johnny said, "No, I don't really like rugby." Oh, so I could have had me oh. Johnny Ma Nonu. How'd that have been, huh? I think I would have forced it. I think I would have died. Yeah, I think you would have too. Yeah. Now, um, now I'm going to have that vision in my head all day. One more question for you before we play Dave Dobbin. You've just been to New York. You had an amazing trip. Gave you a break from work in Cuba Street. A slow boat is an icon of Cuba Street. What are the things that we, on, upon your return with fresh eyes, what are the things about Cuba Street we should look to hold on to? That I miss, that I love. Yeah. I, I think people, I think independence, I think people, people who do what they do because it's what they are rather than out of sort of trying to be Something else, I'd look at the guys at the fruit shop, Sanjay and Joshna, and like that's in their blood, that's their family. I, yeah. I, if I was them, I'd sort of think, surely there must be an easier way to make a buck than getting up at 4.30 every morning and going and taking a truckload of stuff from the markets and stuff. But that's what they do, yeah. and, they, and they know they can. They know if an apple is ripe just by touching it, by picking it up. And I, I love them, I love the, the quirks, I love the... The different types of people. I love the cheap, um, cheap, good food that you can get. Great, you know, ethnic stuff. Lots of Malaysian yeah. restaurants, and I could do with a Greek souvlaki somewhere yeah. in Cuba Street. <laughs> just if anybody's. So uh, preserve the authenticity, Jeremy Taylor. Thank you 